0: (laughs) Welcome to Sacred Cows, a podcast where we ask the age-old question Why do we do what we do? My name is Daniel
1: And I'm Bria And each week we will look at life or family or the church And ask questions to help us as we journey through life together
0: So grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and come and chat with us Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of Sacred Cows.
1: (laughs) You do something different every time. It's true. We should do like a different intro every time. A different child mooing.
0: Oh, that's so much effort. (laughs) Thanks
1: for being real about that one. There we go. (laughs) Too much effort. Thank
0: you so much for joining us here today. Uh, So Sacred Cows, talking about things that... um, Maybe shouldn't be uh, right. happening. Maybe should be happening. Right. Uh, that's actually what we're going to talk about today. We're going to flip things on their, on its head mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. because for the past four episodes, we've really been talking about things that are sacred cows that really shouldn't, shouldn't be, be. Right. sacred cows. We actually want to do something today that we believe right. and we believe scripture says mm-hmm. should be a sacred cow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, is God's calling. We use this like weird, and we talked about this the last episode. Was it last episode that we talked about the weird, like lingo, the jargon? Yes. The use. church jargon. We use yes. this weird lingo, God's calling. Does that not make us sound like crazy people? It's, right? yeah. Why do you do what you do? Well, God called me to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So like,
0: do you hear voices? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, do you need help? <laughs> um, but God's calling, um, it's something that we kind of talk a lot about
0: yeah, it's a hot word,
1: but we also don't talk a lot yes. about it. If yep. that makes sense, we talk a lot about it about it, but we don't actually like dive into it and yeah. either really understand what it means and really help others like discern, figure yeah. out what God's calling is. Yes, right? and as
0: Christians, we should be the ones that are able to instruct and say no, this is God's call. Like right. this is what it is. And right. like that discerning you were talking about and and to really understand mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think if there's an overarching thing, because I don't have a word for it, mm-hmm. for our entire Sacred Cows podcast mm-hmm. is to better equip the church to understand what we're talking about. Yeah, understand and, what... And not just speaking these random things because right. we've grown up with it in the church. Right. And I believe God's calling is one of those things yeah, we need to understand. We need to understand yes. better
1: that we've just grown up. With it and, and just as you were talking too, it made me realize like as a teenager finishing high school, if you were connected to a church or not, um, but if you're connected to a church in youth group, it's like, oh, what is God calling you to do? Yes, What's yes. he calling you to do after high school? How stressful is that yep. as like a yep. 16, 17, 18 year old who's like, holy smokes. First off, if they're 16 to 18 year olds that have grown up in the last like 30 years, they probably weren't given a great foundation of anything. Exactly. Unfortunately, that's yep. just the reality that we have in the world right now. But then to put this like pressure on you, like, okay, you need to decide the one thing that God has called you to do. Yeah, and you right. need to do that one thing for the rest of your life. And if you don't stop doing that thing, well, oh, you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't God's call, obviously, because God calls you to do one thing for your whole life, right? Yep. It's very stressful. And we like put this pressure on people. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't really take the time to really understand what it means. And it's really not as stressful mm-hmm. as we make it out to be.
0: It's true, right? And we're gonna we're gonna break this apart a a little bit more. We're gonna do a little bit of an introduction, then we're gonna talk about this specific sacred cow of God's calling in our family, in our marriage, um, in our jobs, in our
1: normal lives. (laughs) Like I
0: said earlier on, it's become this hot world, uh, hot word in the church, and because brie and I are both uh, officers in the Salvation Army, it is a it's a really hot word in the mm-hmm. Salvation Army, mm-hmm. and between you and me, and I guess our listeners, I'm not sure it's used in the context that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be used. Mm-hmm. We talk about God's calling you to, like you were saying, the after high school. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about in the church, like mm-hmm. full time ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, is God calling you to full time ministry? God has placed this calling on your life mm-hmm. to be a pastor, mm-hmm. or God has placed this calling on your life to be an officer, and, and only th-
1: those that He calls into full time ministry actually have to do ministry. Yes, that's right? right. But not only that,
0: now we have an excuse of when you get burnt out or you leave. Oh, or you
1: need a break, maybe, right?
0: maybe they just weren't really called to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe they just weren't called to that. Yeah. But the list goes on and on. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. However, from my humble perspective, I believe claiming these to be God's call is wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, claiming what?
0: The the being called to a job okay. or being called to full-time ministry or right. called to be a pastor. Right. I think that's completely out of context. And I think it's putting, you said it very eloquently. Mm-hmm. I think it's putting this unnecessary pressure right. on people to get it right with zero right. grace.
1: And I think we're mixing up God's gifts that he's given us yep. with God's call. Yes. And I think we're making that one thing. Yep. And we're not realizing that although those two things work together, yeah. because God has this really cool way of just making things work, um, those things are not necessarily the same thing. For yeah. example, um, I am really – this is fake, by the way. I am really good at teaching people, or I really that's, like – That's not fake. That's not fake. It's kind of, I don't have patience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I really like little children, therefore – I am going to teach small children in grade primary or whatever. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, that's God's call on my life because he I gave me the gift of things. teaching and of I like little kids, right? Where that's not necessarily wrong, but it's not necessarily right either. That's right. right? And that's so, what we're going to do. So what
0: happens in your life when God's call is extremely uncomfortable?
1: No, that is never God happens.
0: not called you to that because it makes no, you uncomfortable? God does
1: not call <laughs> me to uncomfortable.
0: So days. you probably asked the question at some point in your life, you know what? What's what's God calling me to do right. in my life? Uh, normally, actually, w- what we're asking there is, what does God want me to do with my life? Right. He's not. It's nothing to do with God's call. Right. It's what. What should I do?
1: What can I do with my life to honor God?
0: Yes, that's right. Right. Uh, you know, and and I think we hear. We put in the place of hearing God's voice mm-hmm. this idea of God's call, and we think, oh, I hear the voice of God in this. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that must be God calling me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's two very distinct things. And you're probably saying, "Well, where are you getting that?" Oh, I'm going to share with you uh, a story from Scripture. Actually, <laughs> let's take the story of Abraham for a second in Genesis chapter 17. At this time, he's still Abram. Actually, mm-hmm. and Sarah is still Sarai. Uh, the story, uh, this story, is when God promises Abram the whole land of Canaan, makes a covenant with Abram, uh, changes both Abram's and Sarai's name to Abraham Why does he change and Sarah. Names? Just because uh, they're new, you know, like a new, new identity, okay. new Christ. Okay. The same thing with Saul and Paul cool. in the New Testament. Gotcha. It's kind of cool. Isn't so, it? Why
1: don't we change our names?
0: Uh, why not? I've always wanted to be a Jason.
1: In high school, um, one time my preferred name I wrote Paris Hilton, and it worked. Um, like the first day, okay, they called Paris and then they realized. <laughs> I am so, a new creation. Sorry, so, Ab- Abraham, rabbit, no. rabbit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now we like to believe that God magically increased his number of family members. Uh, we know the story of Sarah giving birth in her old age. God bless her. Uh, we know, yeah, really old age. Uh, yeah, really <laughs> old age. Um, we know the promises that God gave Abram, and we can read about them. You'll be a father of many nations. Nations will come from you, and kings will come from you. And you can read all about this in Genesis chapter 17. However. Where is God's call in, all, in of all of this? Right. Where is God's call in the midst of all of this? You may have to search for it, but it's it is right there in scripture. Right. I I know you guys probably don't see it, but it's there and it's very very small. And what this says to me is that when scripture was written, it was widely understood that this was God's call. We didn't have to to make it a big thing because people understand it. It's not the case anymore. And here it is. You ready for this? So it's in uh, Genesis chapter 17 where it says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Simply put, what is God calling all of our lives to be? Calling us to be faithful mm-hmm. and blameless. Long story short, what is God's call in our lives? To be holy. holy right. To be a holy, holy people. And
1: what does holy mean?
0: We're called to live a holy life. Right. What does and that mean? to be set apart. Exactly. To,
1: to, to be different, not just for the sake of That's right. being different. We talked about this. When we talked about individualism and yep. how that's like the hot topic right now is you do you, you do your own thing. Exactly. That's not holiness. No, that's not at holiness all. Holiness is being set apart, doing things differently, yes. doing things like Christ would. And that's yes. what he was calling Abraham to do was to be holy, be set apart, yeah. do things different than the culture around you right now, reflect everything back to me.
0: And yet when we look at scripture, he he prefaces all of his promises right. with be holy first. Right. So think about that for a second. Yeah. He prefaces and says I need you to be faithful to what I'm going to say to you, mm-hmm. which means I, I need you to do it. Mm-hmm. And I also need you to do it acting blameless. So don't bring any fault against you. Right. Being holy.
1: Right.
0: Then I'm going to do all of these things.
1: Right. And we have to understand We don't we
0: don't read it that way. No,
1: we don't. And we also have to understand because right now my mind's going Oh, like God, I can't be blameless. Like I can't do that. It's so we true. do have to understand that this is pre-Jesus.
0: This is pre-Jesus. This yes. this Old
1: Testament, so this is before God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us so that he could be blameless for us. That's right. So that and we and still can give us grace. For it, Absolutely. But have grace and don't have to pay the penalty that's for right. it, right? So that's all that's a really important thing to remember about this. Yep. But yes, I think it's really important to know before we can do anything, yeah. before God wanted Abraham to do anything, yeah. it's this reminder yeah. of, uh, I have no other way to put this, but it's, you gotta you got to have your crap together. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know true. what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's like, right. It's like, don't be going and doing all of this crazy yes. stuff that the culture is doing right now because you're not going to be able to do my work. Yeah, you're not exactly. going to be able to do anything. I'm not going to be able to, to use you like I want to if that's you're just right. going to do the same old, same yep. old. Right? God is
0: saying, follow me, so follow me. Right, don't, uh, it's not follow me and then do your own thing. Right. It's, it's, I need you to, to do what I'm telling you to do because right. I love you. Right. And now, I mean, the New Testament, we were talking about Old Testament. The right. New Testament is just filled with these early themes of holiness scattered throughout. I'm not going to read them to you, but if mm-hmm. you want to check them out, Romans 1, 7, 1 Corinthians 1, 2, 1 Thessalonians 4, 7, 2 Timothy 1, 9, 1 Peter 1, 15. You can pause the podcast, go check that out for yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But these are just a few of the scriptures that talk about calling Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. talk about holiness and 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 calling and if you take your time to do your own search you'll actually find out pretty quickly that holiness in the midst of all of these calling scriptures is a very very dominant theme it's linked with call right so when god is calling called call holiness is very much linked with it right so what's
1: important uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think absolutely. It's, it's one of those things again that we like we sing the songs, we read the verses. Yes. Um we do our thing. Yep. But I don't I don't know if we really have truly grasped the con of holiness first that's right? right striving for holiness first striving to be like jesus first one of the verse it yeah. says that he has he who has called us is holy so you do it yeah that's right <laughs> jesus yeah. went before you he lived a holy life therefore you need to do the same and i think i cannot i don't think we can stress that importance enough of um god's god loves us and he wants us for himself so he can share his story with the rest of the world. However, if you're not going to strive for holiness. I'm yeah. trying to use my words. Sure. As I'm talking, I'm thinking. If you're not gonna strive for it and if we're not gonna put in our best effort, he's gonna find someone else. Yeah. That's Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Sure. And I don't mean that to sound like rude or like there's more like you, so who cares? No. He's you're you're created in the image of God. He desperately wants to use you for his mission. He yes. wants you to understand the calling on his life. But if we can't understand the basics yeah, like if we right. can't understand the real basics of of holiness and this lifestyle that he's called us to live, yeah. then he's he's going to be like, yep. OK, I'm going to not going to give up on you. Exactly. I love you, but exactly. I'm going to move on. Right. Because yeah. it's really the basis of it. It's what it's what we need to, to mm. mm-hmm. be striving for and working on.
0: So what does this look like in in family marriage jobs? What does this call on our lives to be? holy right look like because i mean overarching all of them is simply put i mean you were talking about this basis this this foundation i i would say and i would love your thoughts on it Mm -hmm. i would say the most basic form is before making a decision being in prayer and discernment yeah and it it takes time It does.
1: That's why it tells us to, is it James where it's like, speak slowly. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like it's really an eloquent way of saying, think before you speak. And I think that's that's a a way of, praying and thinking yeah. and and waiting not just on like what am i gonna have for supper tonight you can that's right you can choose that although sometimes if you think longer you make better decisions <laughs> instead of skit dishes is mcdonald's oh, um doesn't that sound good it's so holy <laughs> that's that's holiness
0: right there body mm.
1: is a holy temple <laughs> um anyways but it's really yeah i think that's the basis of it is is before we're making any decisions in for our family For marriage, for a job, it's really like taking a step back and taking a breath and and actually talking to God.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Right. But yeah. So let's look at let's look at family. Okay. Holiness, living out this call of holiness and family.
1: Yeah, I think when I think of living out this call or the call of the family or the the mission of the family, you have to go back to Genesis when the first family was created. And we've already looked at Abraham and that really gives us a good idea of it. But really, when you go way back to like the first and second chapter of Genesis, you really see what God called the family to do, it to be fruitful and multiply, to make more people because you're going to need more people to do more for God. Yep, that's right. And, but then, which is probably the more important thing, it talks about in Genesis, and I guess I probably should have looked at the verse before, but I didn't. But it talks about in Genesis how we are to like reign over the earth. Yeah. We are to subdue the earth. We are to bring beauty out of the chaos that was yeah, earth right. before, right? That was really the point that he gave Adam and Eve mm. was to, to go out and to bring beauty out of
0: the chaos. And I mean, I, I don't think we've even ever Thought about Genesis from a perspective of that order and chaos, in that we need to even remember Adam had to name every mm-hmm. single animal. Mm-hmm. Like that's in scripture. that's but even in Genesis. go back
1: before that when God created the earth. Yeah. Doesn't it? Doesn't and this is where people get all like. Ugh,
0: yeah. It was actually seven days. Well, no. Was, well, that yeah, too, well, right?
1: But here's the thing: I, I don't believe in a random Big Bang that. Uh, stuff collided and boom we get this beautiful earth however <laughs> there's there's elements of that that can be combined scientifically to understand the creation story and to understand how amazing god is even yes. more right yep. there was chaos yeah. there was nothing it was yep. dark it was, it you was know, void and god yep. brought beauty out of it he did it mm. and then he's passing that mission on to adam and to eve to to bring just order this beauty into the chaos and then today in 2021 i wholeheartedly believe that that call is the exact same for the family is to to go into the world and to really bring order and beauty that only yeah. only jesus can bring living right?
0: out that call of holiness right. by bringing order to the chaos. right and i think the yeah. really
1: exciting thing about that is that's the call that's what god wants us to do But how we do it as individual families, and and Mm. I'm not even talking about families as in like mom, dad, and two point five kids. Families have in laws in them, or aunts and uncles, or more people, or less people. Um, I know lots of families that have like single people living with them, or have like adopted them, right? So it's just family is such a
0: big umbrella. (laughs) It's a big word. That's right. But I
1: think the exciting thing about that is every family is made up of unique, beautiful individuals who bring something to that family to make them this whole unit, to make them this whole team, so that the way that they bring order, the way that they make beauty, is different for mm-hmm. every family that's right. and that's so exciting because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like we can all do things a little differently right yeah. but and yeah. I mean that
0: could either that could uh, that could either cause you to go woo or cause you to be like oh Stressed boy out. Uh, because and I, it goes back yes. to the beginning
1: oh my goodness what's the call that's I gotta right. figure this out that's right? right yeah
0: and I think we're so keen as as a culture to just be told what to do yeah like we just want to be told what to do so when we're actually told well your call is to be holy but how you live that out figure that out yeah, like with your own family it's like it. wait whoa wait a minute yeah. yeah
1: how do you live that out you, you get to know
0: you get to, yeah you get to
1: know your teammates <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> you get to know your kids the you strengths get to and know weaknesses the adults yes. that make it up you you get to know it right and that's so. that's the thing but then so. as family and then as parents i mean our our call and it's the hardest pill to swallow for me is that these kids my three boys are they're not my own yeah they came from me
0: yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> or
1: if you have kids that are adopted, or what, however your family has joined together, they they have a part of you. Yes. But they're not ours, right? They right. really do belong to God, and that He has gifted them to us to kind of complete that team. Yeah, that's <laughs> to be able right. to do the work. But our real job as parents is is it's found in Proverbs, right? Teach them. Yeah. Teach them the way that they can go. And one of the coolest things that I learned about Proverbs is. If you read Deuteronomy, which sounds like a scary book, but it's kind of fun. It's all about like the laws and the things that people had to do. And Proverbs like sums up those laws in like the nice little coffee cup sayings,
0: right? And it sounds so
1: strange, but you can find a lot of parallels. So if you want to know more of what teach them the way that they should go, go back to Deuteronomy. People discount the Old Testament a lot because we believe, oh, that's... We believe that's that's Old Covenant. We have New Covenant. We don't need that, but there's so much wisdom in there. But that's our job as parents. Teach them the way they should go. What Mm. way should they go? Well, we as parents got to read our Bible so that we understand the way that they should go, you know, And, and we wholeheartedly believe that. We've struggled with other parents and talking about, you know, I've taught them, I raised them the way I thought, and now, you know, they're not. In a relationship with God, they're not here, but it's one of those things where we believe parenting never ends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna be parents until we die. We're with Jesus, yeah. right, and always teaching them the way they should go. So that's such an important, if not the most yeah. important, call. And I we think have.
0: that, and I think that that only comes as well with parents, with with mom and dad continuing to train themselves exactly because we should always be coming with our kids from a place of wisdom and a place exactly. of understanding so if I'm 80 years old and my son is 60 years old uh-huh. I should still be able to to speak and from this teaching perspective mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this wisdom perspective because mm-hmm. I've been constantly bettering myself over the exactly. course of my life exactly. so parents that are listening have you stopped bettering yourself mm-hmm. for your kids mm-hmm. have you stopped Reading your Bibles for the emphasis of obviously hearing from God, Mm -hmm. which is, as we learned, different from a call, right? But to say, I I need to know this because I've been entrusted with an incredible task to take care of my children, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing this so I'm better equipped to do that. Right. Right. Plain I mean, and it's
1: overwhelming when you it think is, about it. It is, But I think, as just one side note before we and move on, and it's humbling on, as well. So humbling because we humbling. can't do it by ourselves. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you kidding me? <laughs> Have you seen me parent?
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> hey, hey like, now, hey now. Well,
1: no, I, like we're talking about holiness and parenting. There's nothing yeah. that's gonna test your holiness more than trying to get yeah. people out the door before. Oh yeah you know, yeah. supper holiness. They got <laughs> holes
0: in their pants. That was a horrible, see, I'm a dad. That was, bad. That was a horrible joke.
1: We'll, we'll edit that out.
0: Um, <sighs> but I think just
1: one side note before we move on to the marriage thing is just, there is a quadrillion resources on parenting out there. Like too much. You can literally pay anybody. That's a whole area. You got to discern. do anything. Okay. Yes. But just if you uh, follow Jesus and you want to raise kids who do the same, read faith-based stuff. I've done the mistake. Now, there is a lot of great information in non-faith-based stuff. Don't don't get me wrong. But I think when you're not coming from the lens of the gospel, yes. it changes everything. Yep. So just a side note, just keep that in mind. Even that's when you're right. reading like secular, like non-Christian parenting stuff, just keep in mind what your purpose of parenting is is going right. to be different than someone who doesn't follow Jesus. Exactly. Side note. Yeah. Anyways, on to the next. Jumping
0: one. jumping into marriage. Marriage. Oh, I mean, holiness. This call of holiness mm. in marriage. Simply put,
1: and you it's, can't not, do it's it. not it's See, not that end. simple. No. Yeah, that's right. Give
0: up. <laughs> uh, mimic the body of Christ. Yeah. Jesus yeah. and the church have been the example. Yeah. And we are told to do that in marriage, to yeah. mimic the body of Christ, to submit to one another in love.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I can't remember where I read it, but it's talking about how your marriage can be such a, a beautiful example of the gospel. And I think we yes. talked about this yeah. in one of the previous episodes. Yeah. Just that our marriage about should be a gospel story. Yeah. And the grace that you need, like. Oh goodness. Yeah. Right? That that call um to be holy in yes. marriage and that call if you are married it's it's
0: it's mm-hmm.
1: it can be a lot, right?
0: Like parents the parents listening, did you know your your marriage is actually an evangelistic tool? Right. If we want to look at it from that perspective, people can look. And, and now I understand there's things that happen behind closed doors totally. that, that people don't see. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But and
1: we're we're just as yes. guilty as that. And that's yep. uh, one of our things is we never want people to think that we have it all together. No. Because we don't. No
0: never and so <laughs> however when when we go out there and i believe every time well even in the house but every time you leave your house you're mm-hmm. representing christ mm-hmm. right in your house to your family you're still representing christ but when you leave your house and your marriage being that evangelistic tool it's it's an it's incredible when you look at marriage not from even a we're living together and we love each other we right. support each other perspective right but from a this is a god-given thing right uh, a god-ordained thing right that is supposed to be used for his glory again not not for ourselves it, it's amazing when you look at it and in marriage and parenting how much is not, not ours it's not about us mm-hmm. the whole thing mm-hmm. my kids like you were saying but they're not ours they're a gift this mm-hmm. marriage is yeah we're married to each other but ultimately it's it's not about us it's yeah. about giving god glory and all that we do yep. It's incredible when, when you think about it.
1: It is. Yeah. And it, it, it's such a powerful tool. And I think we forget about that sometimes. Home, home is our safe place. Home is our place where yep. we want to be able to come and kick off our shoes and not have to worry about anything or anyone. But this is the thing. When we talk about um, God telling Abraham that he has to be holy before he can do stuff. That's right. I also wholeheartedly believe... Um, And it says in Timothy too, if you're serving in in any type of church or leadership position, that you've got to – figure out your home stuff too. And That's that doesn't right. mean yeah. that everyone follows in order and listens politely. No, it's and... not like the Von Trapp family from <laughs> Sound of Music. <laughs> exactly. That would be incredible though. That would be scary. Um, but I really- See, Two different parenting <laughs>
0: perspectives right there. I want to blow the whistle and they're all going to march down the stairs and Bria's is like, mm. it's never going to happen. It's something no. that I, that I don't it's want it to happen.
1: It's that I just would like to introduce you to your children and then you can say that again. But really, <laughs> a home is where we should be able to be the most holy right Hol- home yes. is where we yep. should be practicing our holiness the most so when we leave our home when we he- yes. leave that that safe and sacred place then we can still go and serve him and what that means is if we're married we've got to figure that out if we've got kids we've got to kind of figure that out too if we're single there's a lot of stuff that we have to learn as yep. well right yep. it's not any more or less difficult for anyone so i think um just as holiness is that kind of prerequisite to. Um, or something that we need, I guess, as God's working out and telling mm. us what we need to do in life. Really, home is where we can fine tune. Yeah, it's Those true. abilities, right? Because how many of us have you seen those videos by, like, what's his name, Trey Kennedy, and all of these like Christian comedians? <laughs> Go look. Go look. Seen the luck. videos when he's oh like, goodness. going to church. With the kids or like, what's, who's the guy? Matt, Mark Lowry.
0: Mark Lowry. He tells
1: a story about how he comes down. He's like, on Sunday mornings, I find myself lovingly putting my hands around my small children's neck and yeah. <laughs> shaking them and saying, we're going to go to church and we're going to learn about the love of Jesus. Right? And it's like, <laughs> that happens so many times. It and does. It's not, yeah. It's not bad. It's not like shameful. We need to be yeah. able to talk about those things. Right? But it's just, that's the reality of home. It's there to teach us yep. a lot of... A lot of lessons.
0: Well, Yeah. Marriage. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> We're going to go to our, our last subject, which is looking at our, our jobs. Yeah. What, what, we, do what our we do with our lives. What we do with our lives. And I think – can I start out with a bang? Go for just it. Just go right in into the jobs. Um, I think if you have a job or you've chosen a career – again, my perspective. I'm just throwing that out there. I think if we have a job or you've chosen a career that – you do things contrary to holiness mm-hmm. or it does not help your holiness mm-hmm. or it does not help you make disciples. Mm-hmm. I got to ask, should we be really doing that job mm-hmm. as a Christian people?
1: Mm-hmm. It's a good question. I don't have an answer for it. Yeah. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, but it's something to think about, right? I don't
0: think either because a, a lot of I- individuals, now I'm an officer in the salvation army and this is really the only career I've known mm-hmm. in my life. Um, but I, I have to look at, it. it becomes scary for people because we get so well adjusted to a certain way of life.
1: Right. Right. And what does Romans tell us? <laughs> Don't be so well adjusted.
0: Exactly. Right? So we get so adjusted to this. We get so adjusted to this certain income. We love, yeah. we love the toys. Yeah. And I've said it before and I, I say it again, that's coming from a perspective of, I want Jesus uh-huh. and uh-huh. add your stuff here. Mm-hmm. I want Jesus, but I don't want to give up my boat.
1: I want to pick and choose the type of Jesus that exactly,
0: I want. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think just to dive deeper into you know, what we're saying is, and this isn't necessarily in every job, but if you have a job that is literally something that you have to do on a regular basis that directly goes against what the scriptures tell us, what yes. God has taught us, yep. that's when we really have to take a step back and go, okay, can I do it? Can I still do this job? Can I not do those things and still bring God the glory, or is my job going to force me, or that's what my point of my job is? That's when you really need to step back and say, "Yeah, is is this what God yeah. would want for my life?" And, and we're and not saying go yeah. into full time ministry. We're not saying no, not at all. Because there's all. many
0: other jobs where you can openly yes, like Paul, have opportunities. One
1: of the most recognizable I guess people in the New Testament Paul went around and did mission work but he also he was a tent maker too yeah. right like he and he
0: used the money that he made from tent making to fund to, his ministry to be
1: able to fund it right but there's it's not that everybody you're either in full time ministry and then you're like higher on the ladder you're oh, like yeah. closer to Jesus and then those of you oh, who goodness. are not are like not as close to Jesus that's not how it works we believe in the priesthood of all believers that's right that we all have the same abilities and capabilities to serve God no matter yeah. what we're we're doing but it's really just recognizing what my career is what my job is mm. are there things in it that go directly against scripture and if there is can i choose not to do that thing and if i can't choose not to do that thing do i need to take a step back and that's right. connect with god a little bit yeah, more and figure yeah. out okay ultimately yeah and i think that's such a it's a hard pill to swallow we yep. think that our we're told we're supposed to live these holy lives and that our lives uh, are the main focus is to point everything back to God but sometimes we take our jobs out of that because it's like I have to work
0: that's right I I have have to to have my bills I have to have my income which is
1: true right we we do need to be able to support ourselves and our family but it's just how how are we doing that and and in that chosen career. Am I living a holy life? Am I set apart? Do yeah. I look like the rest of my coworkers? Yep. Right, not physically, but the way that I. And I mean full time,
0: full time ministry. For those of you who aren't in it, it can't be this top tier hierarchical thing because yeah. there are many times in full time ministry where Bria and I will look at each other and be like, "Should we really be doing this? Yeah. Like, is this actually bringing God glory?" Yeah. Or is it bringing something else yep. glory and we just have to do it?
1: Or to be 100% honest, do we really want to do this for the rest of our lives?
0: Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Yep, we, right. and we And have if, if something that was so high God tier, you shouldn't <laughs> be having those thoughts.
1: Right. Right. And uh, and I think a lot of Christian leaders or pastors or, or whoever yeah. would say the same thing where – it's you struggle with it right it doesn't make it better There's many times where you wonder is this really what i should be doing but i think everyone has that in their careers right and i think when god works on us and really chisels us and and changes us we are gonna have those thoughts no matter what our occupation is because we're
0: also forgetting that there is a war going on there's Mm -hmm. a battle going on Mm -hmm. and there's someone the devil that wants to drag us away from this holy life he doesn't want us to do these holy things and that's a that's a big part talking about family marriage and jobs Mm -hmm. that i don't think we we talk about enough is Mm -hmm. we need to realize in the midst of that discernment what we're trying to figure out there is another voice that we can choose to listen to yeah um and that will lead us down a a dark path that maybe we don't want to go down
1: because it's hard yeah it really is and I, th- I really wholeheartedly believe that the closer we move to Jesus, the closer and or the more we become like Jesus, yeah. the more we're going to look like a failure to the world. Yes, 100%. Because the things that the world values and sees as successful or that you've got it all together That's right. or you figure stuff out, the, the things that the world values are almost always completely counter to what the gospel yeah. values. Yep. So as we're moving closer to Jesus and becoming more like him, we're going to look like failures through the world. And Absolutely. that's a hard pill to swallow. No matter what you do, no matter yeah. how much you're like Jesus, no matter what, it's a hard pill to swallow to live in a culture that may see you as weird or different or a failure or just not doing things right. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard, right? And even as, as parents, when your kids you don't allow your kids to do X, Y, and Z or something, and then they get the criticism from their peers on that yeah. level. It's hard, right? In your marriage, when you don't do things certain ways or you mm. don't act certain ways and people are like, Holy smokes, are you this, that like it's it's in every aspect of our lives, right? Mm. It can be really, really hard to stand firm. On the gospel, yep. and on what He's called us to do.
0: One hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. So holiness—this, mm-hmm. this one call that God has on our lives—lived out many different ways, but it is this general call. It's not even—it's a, a big call. It's, it's, specific, it's the call, yeah. to holiness. Yeah, it should be a sacred cow. Yeah, in our lives. Absolutely. It should be a a pillar, a foundational piece that does not move Mm -hmm. and nor should we ever assume that it's just there oh Mm -hmm. we've we've talked about it enough or let's uh, let's talk about i'll I'll name drop let's talk about our organization really quick the salvation army Mm -hmm. found it as a holiness movement Mm -hmm. huge pillars of holiness Mm -hmm. i think we sometimes just assume that it's still there Mm -hmm. when it's a always a choice of holiness Mm -hmm. So I think we we need to, in our family, marriage, jobs, we need to remember that, yeah, we can talk about it once and we might have this mindset of, yeah, yeah, it's there. No, it's got to be an active thing that we're doing Constantly. that we're talking about on the regular, that we're in prayer about, that we're discerning from God about, or it it will it will go away. Yeah. it will dissipate.
1: Yeah, and I think this this um, life, this this, call of the gospel on our lives it's an adventure it's, it's
0: it is exciting yep. it is it,
1: not just yeah. for you and i because of what we do but for everyone yeah it's exciting yeah. because god has these um big and amazing plans the whole world is redeemed that's right, right. And, yeah. And we're yeah part of that that's right and we get to be part of that story and yeah. we get to do that work and i think not um not seeking him and not working and bettering ourselves as much as we humanly possibly can yeah. with the help of the holy spirit um not doing that is just missing out on i agree on an amazing adventure no matter yeah. what um stage or phase of life you're in no matter yeah. what your marital status is or mm. if you kids or not we all have a part in the body and that is yeah. such it's such an exciting thing to live and i think the very least we can do yeah when we look at the fact that Jesus gave up his life for us the mm. the very least we can do is is to acknowledge this really important call in our life to be holy and and really yeah. make that a sacred thing
0: Thanks so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
1: And remember, as 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. May you find that peace in your questioning.